Hey, happy Father's Day. I'm Mark Tyler. I'm one of the pastors here at Three Crosses. And, uh, you know, I just want to do a little shout out to my dad, uh, Vern Tyler. Just happy Father's Day, Dad, and I love you. You know, so dads, just let me ask you a question. What do you want for Father's Day? Well, you want to know what I want? I want a haircut. Oh, I'm going like on four months. I mean, can you feel me? You know, it's like, give me a haircut or give me the rapture. I'll take one of those like right now. Now, you know, us as dads, we get a lot of Father's Day cards, don't we? And so, you know, I, I remember over the years the different cards I've received, but this one right here that I'm holding is like high on the list. Like it's number one. I'll never forget this. So I received this. We have three boys, okay, Josh, James, and Luke. The youngest is Luke. And when he was four years old, he gave me this card. And you know, homemade cards are the best. And I look at this and I go, Dad, you know, Father's Day. And I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. And I open it up, you know, expecting, not exactly sure what, but this is what it says. It says, you're number four. And I'm sitting there going, hey, Calm down, I can hear you laughing all the way here in this studio. So, you know, and I'm like, what? I'm number four. And then my wife, Tracy, she speaks up. She goes, hey, Mark, you know, he's four and he was learning his fours that week. And so that kind of made me feel a little bit better. But, you know, um, one of the things I realized as I was just preparing this message is that all of us are in this process of growing. We're learning, maybe not our fours, but we're growing like spiritually, right? I mean, all of us are. And maybe that's even why right now you're watching, because you wanna grow spiritually, your body, soul, and spirit. And, and God wants to grow us spiritually as well. You know, I love this scripture in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, where it says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So guess what we're gonna to do today? We're gonna study a dad in the Bible. And his example is going to help us grow spiritually. Whether you are a father or whether you are a follower of Christ, we're going to receive some great nourishment today to grow spiritually. That's the great thing about being a follower of Christ. We hear knowledge from God, and by God's grace, we're able to grow. So who is this dad we're going to be talking about? Well, here's the thing. We don't know his name. <laughs> and maybe that's how you feel, maybe even as a dad. Your name, it kind of goes unrecognized. Maybe you feel like you're unmentioned. You know, you do all this, but you don't get recognized. What's more about this father that we're gonna talk about? We're not even sure when he, this guy was born, this dad was born, how long he lived. But one thing we know about this dad, he produced perhaps the greatest son in all the Bible next to Jesus Christ. Wow, who is this dad? We're talking about the dad of the Apostle Paul. Hmm. Now, imagine if your son was the Apostle Paul. Isn't that, just think about the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul. I mean, he wrote half of like your New Testament. Incredible. Great missionary statesman, great theologian, church planter, you know, apostle of the Gentiles. He's responsible in many ways for the Protestant Reformation. If that didn't happen, we probably wouldn't even be here today like we are right now. So today we get to study the Apostle Paul's dad. And what makes this difficult and challenging is that Paul wrote very little about his dad, as a matter of fact. 
Uh, Paul tells us that his dad lived in Tarsus, which is modern-day Turkey. He was a prominent tent maker, and he was a Pharisee. And really, that's kind of about it. But then Paul gives us this incredible insight. He kind of mentions something indirectly about his dad that is so powerful that we want to look into today. Okay? And this insight is found in the book of 1 Thessalonians. So if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Thessalonians. And go to 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2, okay? Now, this letter that Paul wrote to this church at Thessalonica, uh, Thessalonica was the capital in Macedonia. And Paul helped establish this church, and you can read that whole story in Acts chapter 17. But in chapter 2, and really throughout the whole book, Paul is reflecting on his ministry that he had experienced in this city. And he speaks about it in the beginning of chapter 2 and verse 1. Paul says, You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. In other words, it was a great visit that we had with you when we visited you, when we had this ministry with you. And then he says, you know, about some of the reasons why it was such a great visit. He says in verse 11, he says, You know, for you know, that we dealt with each of you. Well, how did you deal with them? Paul, as a father deals with his own children. How does a father deal with his own children? Encouraging, comforting, comforting, and urging you to live <coughs> lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. What an amazing scripture. Are you seeing what's going on here? Paul is indirectly referencing his father's influence on his own life and even on his own ministry. And isn't that what dads do? Let me give you this statement. Dads influence us. They really do in a powerful way. They influence our philosophy, you know, on even how we live, you know? They even influence our philosophy on how we do ministry. Wow, powerful, deep. Uh, where did Paul learn these three things that he mentions here about how a father deals with his children? Well, presumably from his father his own father, biological father, but also watching other fathers. And then lastly, from his father God. And you know, that's how all of us as fathers learn to be a father. I mean, we never arrive, right? But we're growing, we're learning how. We learn from our own father, we learn from other fathers as we watch them, and we also learn as Father God teaches us how to be the father he wants us to be. Now, this is what I want us to do for the rest of our time as we're just kind of gathering here, okay? I want us to go a little bit deeper in the scripture that we just read. And I want, to, I want us to ask and answer this question. How can we grow as fathers and followers of Jesus Christ when we look at this passage? So I just want us to look at three simple ways, or I'm going to actually give you three words that will help us grow spiritually. All from this statement that Paul gives on how a father should deal with his children. I mean, how should a father, you know, deal with his children? Number one is that he should encourage them. Yeah, that's what Paul says. You know, the word encourage, it's a compound word. You see the word courage there. It means to bring courage to. Did Paul's father provide for him encouragement? Did Paul's father bring courage to Paul? Probably, but we're not totally sure because there's nothing written about that. It is clear, however, that the Apostle Paul caught this, this whole 
theme of encouraging others because he lived it out everywhere, right? I mean, especially with his words. You look at you know Paul's mentoring relationships with Timothy and Titus and others, and he's encouraging them, right? Even in this letter, in this book of 1 Thessalonians, the, the Christians there were struggling with some things, man. Some of their, their, their fellow brothers and sisters were dying, and they were like confused, where do they go? And then they were confused about the second coming of Jesus. And then Paul you know, writes this in 1 Thessalonians 4.18. He says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. And the whole book is just words of encouragement. So Paul's living it out, you know, in all of his relationships. You know, I, I was reflecting a little bit on the times my own dad has encouraged me over the years, you know, and, and one of the things he's encouraged me with is just, you know, how to work. I mean, built into me a strong work ethic. And uh, that gave me so much confidence, courage, you know, to kind of face life. And I want to thank you, dad, for that. And if you have a father that's given you a good work ethic, modeled that and shown you how to work, man, you need to thank him. That's a blessing. You know, I remember also in the eighth grade, uh, when I just moved to Castor Valley, eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, middle school years, awkward, difficult time. I'm trying to fit in and, and uh, it was just, it was tough for me. It was probably my hardest years in school, though those middle years, middle school years. And I remember I was studying and my dad just kind of walked into my room and uh, he, he gave me like this desk sign. He just put it you know, down on the, the table, just a little you know, words. And it said this, there is nothing you will face today that you and God together can't handle. And that statement has been with me my whole life. So powerful, you know, it encouraged me. I remember when I was 20 years old, another time he really encouraged me, gave me courage to move forward. You know, I, I had just become a Christian, and uh, I, I, I was just fired up about the gospel and sharing the gospel with everyone. And I, I, I shared the gospel with this boss, and it's the first time ever I've been fired <laughs> because of preaching the gospel. I lost my job, and I was like tail spinning in confusion. What's going on? What am I going to do? And I remember just praying, calling out to God. And I was devouring the Bible, you know, just like I didn't know God was even calling me into ministry then, but he was. And this was part of the process of, you know, getting me fired from there so he could move me elsewhere. And, you know, so I'm just kind of praying. And, and I remember after I opened my eyes from praying, like this magazine said Simpson Bible College. And I saw it and I go, can I go to Bible college? I remember I got on the phone, I called my dad at work and I said that. I go, dad could I go to Bible college? And I'll never forget, he said six words to me. He says, of course you can do that. Those six words gave me the courage, the encouragement I needed to move forward with that degree to become a pastor and then eventually a global missionary. Thank you, Dad, for that encouragement. Dads, thank you when you encourage us as kids. Think of the many times the Apostle Paul, he received encouragement from his heavenly father. I mean, we know about this in 2 Timothy 4, 16, Paul says, I mean, this is, the book of 2 Timothy is Paul's last letter before he goes to prison in 67 AD. He had his head cut off by a guy named Nero. And you know, he's coming near the end of his life and he says this, he's on trial. And he says that my first defense, no one came to my support. Everyone deserted me, but the Lord stood at my side. He gave me strength, wow. 
the encouragement that the Lord, our Heavenly Father, gives us. Think of how many times God has stood by your side and encouraged you. How can we grow as fathers and followers of Jesus Christ? By encouraging others, whether they be our kids or anyone else. You know, Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage each other daily. Encourage one another. How often daily, as long as it's still called today. If it's today, encourage someone. Let's deal with people this way by encouraging them. That's how we grow spiritually, as fathers, as followers of Jesus. Let me give you a second way that we can grow as fathers and followers of Christ. You know, second, we should comfort others. To comfort, you know, it means to help someone with their feelings of grief or distress. Do you know someone who's in that kind of a state right now? They need comfort. You know, often we think of comfort as coming from our moms, but as dads, this is how we are to treat our kids. What does comfort look like? <laughs> well, <laughs> I remember I was an intern at our church in the 80s. I mean, that's really 1980s. Okay, this is dating me big time, okay? And I remember this incident, we were having to take these tables, you know, like these cafeteria tables, you know, eight feet tall, you know, from the back of the church to the youth building. We we're moving like 40 of them for an event. And so I'm in the back of the church with another intern named Marco, and, and he's passing these tables to me, and then I'm collecting them and putting them on a cart. And, you know, we're young, and we're thinking we can do this faster and faster, you know. And anyway, okay, so one of the tables comes down. I don't see it. And this thing, it comes straight down on my foot, on my right foot. I mean, like a guillotine. Boom! I mean, the pressure was so intense, blood squirted out of all of my toes. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, okay? I mean, it, I thought my whole foot was just absolutely crushed, you know? And so Marco's looking at me, he sees the blood and everything, he just runs. And I am literally spinning in agony, in pain, you know, the agony of defeat. I, I literally invented breakdancing. I am just spinning and I'm just crying out. And then Larry, Pastor Larry runs and he looks at me and he goes, I'll get an ambulance. And he runs away. <laughs> and I'm still left there all by myself. Well, Pastor Dave on Rhodes, he hears about it. Pastor Dave, he comes and he looks at me and I'll never forget this old guy gets closer to me, <coughs> leans down and he just hugs me. And he starts crying with me. I'm like, wow. You know, dads bring comfort in all sorts of ways. There's times they hug us, they cry with us. But I think it's very easy to take for granted like a refrigerator full of comfort food. Are you feeling me? I mean, when I grew up in our refrigerator, there was always vanilla, actually the freezer, vanilla ice cream and chocolate syrup, like comfort food. You know, I mean, hey, if, if, you're, if you have a dad and he is, you know, helping to stock that refrigerator, would you thank him, man? Think of all the comforts we enjoy because of how hard he's working. You know, I remember also just another time my dad really comforted me. I was 10 years old. I was playing a baseball game and we finished this game and we're walking home with my dad and we come to this intersection that we had to cross and somehow behind a fence across the street, someone threw, some kids threw a rock, and I mean, this rock nailed me in the head. And I mean, blood is gushing out, and uh, I mean, my father made sure that I was okay, and then I just remember seeing my dad bolt across the street, 
and hurdle that fence like boom after that fence. I'm like, I got a super dad. I'm like, get him dad, beat him up. You know, this is what I'm thinking. Of course, my dad didn't beat him up, at least that I ever heard. But it was comforting for me to know my dad, man, he came to my defense when I was in pain. You know, that's what dads do. Isn't that what God does also? Think of all the times your heavenly father has comforted you. Yes, he encourages us, but he also comforts us. And Paul wrote about that amazing comfort that the heavenly father brings. In 2 Corinthians 1.3, he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. I love this. The God of not some, all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. Are you in troubles right now? Yes, you can be, and God is there to comfort you. I mean, how can we grow spiritually as followers of Christ, as fathers? Hey, comfort others, whoever they may be. I love what 2 Corinthians 1.4 says. It says, comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Let's take the comfort we've received from the Lord. Let's pass it on to others. That's how we grow spiritually. That's how we become the fathers God wants us to be. That's how we become the followers that God wants us to be. Let me give you a third way that I see here in this scripture that Paul points out that will help us grow as fathers and followers of Christ. And that's to urge. Urge. I mean, how does a father deal with his children? He urges them, watch this, to live for God. That's what the scripture says. And to urge means to, watch this, strongly exhort. It means to strongly encourage. The, the Apostle Paul's father strongly encouraged him to live for God? Well, probably. I mean, we know Paul, you know, was sent off to Jerusalem to study under Gamaliel, you know, one of, one of the, the great Pharisees and rabbis of that day. Paul certainly lived this out in his life, this whole idea of urging others to live for God. I mean, all 13 of his epistles that he wrote, if there's one theme in them, it's urging God's people to follow God with all of their lives, you know? And the number one urging that Paul gives us to us as fathers, you know, is this, Ephesians 6.4, where he says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. That means don't push their buttons. Don't tee them off. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Instead, urge them to live for God. You know, as I'm getting older, and my dad is getting older, and now, now he's 80 years young, okay? I realize uh, just how precious it is to spend time with my dad. And you know, over the last several years, I kind of, you know, years ago, I had a wake-up call. I'm just like, I need to spend time with my dad. So for me, my practice for the last, I don't know, five, seven, eight years, I can't remember how long it's been. I go and on my day off and I just spend part of it with my dad. We read the Bible together. We pray together. We talk together. And you know, my dad doesn't know this. Uh, well, maybe he does now because he's probably listening. But I take special personal notes on the statements my dad has said to me over the years. And I write them, you know, on my cell phone, in my notes. These, these are nuggets of wisdom that help me live for God, exhortations that my dad gives. And some of you may be saying, man, I wish I had personal time, you know, with my father, my earthly father. Why not make that a goal if you're able? Some of you may be saying, man, I wish I, I had some notes from my earthly father. Maybe you can develop that as well. But let me say this to you. Your heavenly father, <laughs> he's given you his personal notes. It's right here. The word of God, the Bible. Are you reading your heavenly father's words to you? You know, the apostle Paul, he drank in his heavenly father's words in the scriptures. 
even in the book of 2 Timothy, I love it, when Paul, he says, please bring the scrolls. He pleads, you know, to Timothy, please bring me the word of God so I'm, when I'm in jail, I can be reading God's word. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote about your heavenly Father's words that have been penned for you. This is one of the greatest scriptures on the Bible. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture, all of this is God breathed. This comes from your heavenly Father to you. And what it's useful for how? It's useful as a father, you know, is gonna train you. It's for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. So you and me, the servant of God, can be thoroughly equipped not partially equipped, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Wow. You know, your heavenly father, he wants to meet with you. He wants to give you his wisdom. He wants to impart to you truth and give you guidance and, and direction, urging you. This is what a, your heavenly father does, to live a life worthy of your calling, to live a life worthy of God. How can we grow as fathers and followers of Jesus Christ? Urge others to live for God urge others to drink in God's Word. Encourage our kids to, to take in the Word of God. Powerful, wow. Well, got this card. Dad, inside, never forget it. You're number four. Hey, he's learning his numbers. He's learning. All of us are learning. All of us are growing. We're growing as fathers, aren't we? You bet. We're growing as followers of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're, you're right here now listening. You're a father and you're just saying, Pastor, man, I have just, I've blown it. In these three areas, I, I fall so short. Well, join the club. Now we all have blown it. But let me encourage you. It's never too late. It's never too late to encourage, to comfort, to urge. Ask God for help. God will help you, man. He's your heavenly father. He's there to help you be a father. I love what John Maxwell says. This is a great quote. You can't go back and make a brand new start. Can't do that. But you can start today, right now, and make a brand new end. What kind of end do you want? Start right now. Wow. Maybe you're a son or a daughter, you know, and you're listening to this, and, and actually there's a lot of pain, you know, going on when it, you think about this day, this Father's Day. And can I encourage you with some things? Man, pray for your earthly father, if you're able. I mean, he probably really needs it. Look also to the body of Christ for father examples because they are there. Wow. And also, would you look to your heavenly father? Your heavenly father is with you right now. He will never let you down. Hmm. You know, one of my favorite memories of being a father <laughs> was actually at a t-ball game. Have you ever been to a t-ball game, you know? Uh, <laughs> frankly, they're kind of boring a little bit, you know? And, and I was kind of bored at this, you know, my son was playing in it, um, I think James, and, and I'm watching it, and uh, you know, they're just little guys. And it's kind of boring until this one little dude gets up to the plate. He gets up to the plate, and he hits the ball maybe 10 feet, and he just takes off running, okay? Running. He hits first base. By the time he hits first base, they pick up the ball and they try to throw him out. But he doesn't even know where the ball is. He hits the base and he runs to second. And they're trying to, you know, and I'm thinking certainly he's going to stop at second. But he has no idea where the ball is. They're trying to tag him out. Hits the base, runs to third. 
By this time, everyone in the stands is standing up. They're going, this is incredible. ESPN shows up. It was unbelievable. And we're just like, yeah, go. And he's just looking straight down. And he hits third. And then they're, try they're trying to fight the ball. And this guy's heading for home. Everyone's cheering. And home run. It's just awesome moment. You know, I, I, I envisioned that moment before the game. And I like to picture it that that little boy's daddy said, son, this is what you do. You get up there and you just hit the ball and then you run those three bases and you come home. And that's what that little boy did. He did what his daddy asked him to do. I like to envision the Apostle Paul's father. The Apostle Paul's father, we don't even know his name, but him saying to Paul, who was Saul then, Son, whatever you do in life, just make sure you encourage others. Make sure you comfort others. And make sure you urge others to live for God. And Paul lived that out. And look where it led him. Wow. Talk about a home run. Maybe for you, no one will ever know your name. Just like the Apostle Paul's father. We don't know his name. But your blessing will be that everyone will know your child's name because you, you encouraged them, you comforted them, and you urged them to live for God. Happy Father's Day. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this very special moment. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to kind of go back in history and just think about the Apostle Paul's father and to think about his influence on Paul and and really also his influence on each of us because each of us have been impacted. And Lord, I just pray that you would speak to us, each of us right now, Lord. You teach us to be those who in, that would encourage others, Lord. That we would be those who would also comfort others, Lord. And we would urge others to live for God. Show us what that looks like, Lord, in our relationships. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you for anyone who may be listening right now and they've yet to enter into a personal relationship with the Father God through faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, open their hearts. Let them reach out to you. Let them know that there's a God that loves them, that right now through faith in Jesus, they can come to know God, the Father, on Father's Day. And what a great moment that would be. And Lord, I just pray a special prayer, Lord, special blessing over all fathers and future fathers. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.